Listen. Just listen. I'm Miles Pulaski, and this is Second Story Podcast. Second Story is a hybrid performance series of stories, wine, and music. A collaboration among writers, actors, musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, always thought-provoking. And now, Second Story storyteller, David Blatt. I had just graduated from college and gotten out of a 14-month relationship that lasted 14 months too long. And all I wanted to do all the time was get naked and get paid for it. This wasn't a cry for help or the result of being sexually wronged as a child. It's just that 14 months with my destructive shithead boyfriend had turned getting naked from fucking awesome to fucking dreadful. I seriously would have rather put my dick in a light socket by the end of that relationship. So I came out of that thing determined to reclaim my right to having fun in my birthday suit. And if I could make a buck or two doing it in job-deprived Portland, Oregon, bring it on. The back page of the Mercury, their version of the reader, provided plenty of opportunities. Male models needed for life drawing classes, $10 an hour. Not too shabby. Seeking in-shape male models for amateur film. Fun on the beach, room and board provided. Room and board wasn't bad, and I like the beach. Male model needed for tasteful adult photography. Private collection only. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Bingo. I lined up an appointment. I'd never had an interview at a mansion before, or one with a guy who looked like the penguin from Batman Returns. Or one where I took off my underpants for the person who was potentially hiring me. Our conversation was brief. Just so you know, he said, leaning in, the more you do, the more I'll pay you. I didn't ask him to elaborate. We planned to shoot the next day. The more you do, the more I'll pay you. (laughs) What would I do? (laughs) Think about this. If no one anywhere ever was going to see some super dodgy photographs you posed in for a lonely fat dude's masturbation file, would you don a frilly, assless leotard? Lick fudge out of your armpits? Stick a broom handle in your ass? I decided yes. For the right amount of money, I would do all these things. An hour before I was supposed to head back for the shoot, though, I wasn't feeling so sure. So I did what I always do when I need a little encouragement. Called my parents. And I know, I know, I know. But my parents are not your run-of-the-mill mom and dad. They were cool with me egging houses in elementary school. They celebrated when I came out to them. My mom likes to talk about blowjobs. So yeah, I called them. You're going to do what? My dad yelled. I had never heard him freak out like this. I'm just going to let this guy take some pictures of me. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal? 
he wouldn't even show me anything he's done because he promises everyone he photographs that he, he won't show anyone anything. Or because he's putting them all over the internet. Think about your career. What if these come back to haunt you? I just wanted a little pep talk. Pep talk? Can I talk to mom? He hung up the phone. And maybe he was right. If I was nominated for an Academy Award one day and pictures started circulating of me naked with a broom up my ass, that probably wouldn't be the best. But this didn't mean that I was giving up altogether. Operation Birthday Suit was still in full effect. I just had to re-envision the thing, infuse it with a little class. Class. Class! Those life drawing classes I read about. Getting naked for fine art's sake was something I could definitely feel good about and proudly defend in public. In line with my new mission of getting naked respectably, I went down to check out the studio and meet with the owner. He was old and asexual, a plus. There were indeed framed pieces of art on the little studio's walls, and he assured me that all of the students in any given class were serious about their craft. We set up a session for the following Saturday. I arrived 15 minutes early, which seemed like the professional thing to do, but really it just made for extra awkward time to exchange nods with the crunchy art students who trickled in and think about how they'd be studying my junk come one o'clock. It also gave me the opportunity to mull over everything that could possibly go wrong while being naked in front of a room of people for three hours. The top two on my list. Uncontrollable bout of gas. Boner. I hope that it would be kind of like going to the doctors. You're told to pee in a cup, you pee in a cup, even if you've just peed minutes before. You know, the body simply understands the rules of the establishment and complies. Here at the life drawing class, the rules were just a little different. No farting, no erections. Simple as that. And hell, if everything went awry, they were a bunch of strangers anyway, and I'd never see them again. David? I didn't know you took classes here. It was Rebecca, a pixie-ish art school grad I'd met a week before at coffee with our mutual friend Emily. Oh, I laughed, I'm, uh, I'm actually modeling for it. Oh, wow, she laughed. Yeah, I laughed. We continued laughing for a while, not knowing what else to do. Any concern I'd had about shit going wrong before she walked in was now sufficiently amplified. That's when the instructor patted my shoulder and said, it's time. It was like I was in a slow-mo trance. My clothes were on and, wait, wait. Then I was taking them off, kind of watching myself from above. And then I was naked on a little stage. So the poses started out quick. Uh, 30 seconds, one minute. You know, I did the I sort of warrior with an arrow pose, this weird tree-ish pose from a yoga class I took. And then they got longer and longer. And I licked the first half hour poses with no trouble at all. The seas were calm in my stomach and in my loins. And I felt ready for the 45 minute pose ahead. And the whole thing was actually surprisingly meditative even with Rebecca front and center. 
I mean, you're there, you're certainly not going anywhere. So you just fall into this zone. And it's just you and your breath. I felt so calm, so connected. Everything outside that room ceased to exist. And all of us there together were just being. It was perfect. And that's when I felt it. It is, officially, super fucking awkward when you realize you're getting an erection for no reason at all, and exponentially more so when there is an audience three feet from your balls. We were nowhere near finishing the pose. One leg bent, head to the side, so there would be no saving face with a quick flop to the belly, and I certainly couldn't walk from the stage in my condition feigning illness. I waited for pencil tips to break against sketch pads, easels to start falling over, eyeballs to start popping from heads. I ran through a quick emergency checklist. Don't look at anyone. Don't look down. Don't do anything with your eyes. I practiced visualization. Dead puppies. Dead babies. My penis in a light socket. I, I tried calm images. My penis. My penis is a bag of sand. My penis is a calm, cooperative bag of sand with a golden zipper. I am unzipping my penis and all the little grains of sand are falling out, falling through the air until my penis is nice and quiet and empty. That didn't work either. And what was the point? If someone in this room had captured this nightmare in their illustration, they would become famous, and this picture, Man with Erection, would be a featured part of their early work in the most well-attended museum exhibition in history. I could already hear Rebecca's call to our friend Emily. You will never believe what happened today. She'd repeat this call to everyone she knew in Portland, a ghastly number of people, no doubt, most of whom probably lived on my block, right next door to me in a high-rise I'd never noticed before. The damage was done. All I could do was pretend everything was cool and wait. And wait. And wait. When that session ended, I was back in my clothes quicker than a well-seasoned hooker. I tightened my belt, shot a quick thanks to the instructor, and hightailed it for the door. But people kept stopping me. You were great. So still, your back was so interesting. My back? <laughs> was it possible that no one had seen anything? That my bent leg, by divine intervention, had provided just the right cover at all the right angles? Rebecca was approaching. The moment of truth. So, she said... You gonna be doing this again? Was there a shade of amusement in her question? Would she crack up as soon as I left and do a little finger erection through her jeans? But no, she meant it. And when I thought about it, I might do it again. Because before shit got all bonery, <laughs> there was magic in that room. My moment of oneness with those students was profound. 
seriously, and totally more rewarding than what I'd set out for. It wasn't exactly a triumphant return to being naked and loving it, and it had been more awkward than I would have liked, yes. But you know what? That's how first times go. And you know what else? I didn't fart that whole three hours. That was David Blatt. If his story gives you ideas for your own second story, we'd love to hear them. Please join us for our ongoing series at Webster's Wine Bar in the Morseland, or one of our upcoming special events. Join us between performances of Steppenwolf's Brother's Sister Plays, March 28th, at the Landmark Grill and Lounge, and April 1st for Nerds at Heart's Anecdote at the Holiday Club. Second Story Podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Steelstra, Shannon Sullivan, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and Nick Kawahara. Serendipity is funded in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the Illinois Art Council Estate Agency, the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, City Arts Grants, the Chicago Community Foundation, a part of the Chicago Community Trust, and listeners just like you. To find out more about Second Story, the performances, and our performers, or to make a donation, visit us at secondstory.com.